0: Welcome to AV Plus, the podcast from Commercial Integrator. I'm Adam Forziotti, web editor here at CI. So I'm definitely one of these lucky individuals because I get to work from home right now and my work schedule hasn't been you know, terribly altered much. I uh, don't have a actual office chair to sit in, so I've been sitting on the floor a lot. I can't say that that's been doing many good things from my back, but I will uh, take the blessings where I have them. Today on the show, we are once again covering something related to COVID-19 and and businesses and what you can do as a business during this really confusing time. That discussion will feature Ari Fuchs. He's the managing director at the DAC Group who just wrote an article for us. We wanted to offer his perspective here because he's been working in the merger and acquisition space. Uh, The DAC Group is an investment banking group. And Ari has served in the merger and acquisition transactional space, especially covering the AV industry for some time now. So we wanted to feature his, you know, economic perspective and what integration firms can do to stay afloat. But before we get to that, I just wanted to start doing something a little bit new to the show this week. Uh, Craig McCormick, our, our wonderful executive editor, He writes this weekly feature for CommercialIntegrator.com. It's called AB News to Know, and it's a wonderful little recap of all the uh, goings-on throughout the industry, and oh my goodness, there are a lot of things to cover this week, but I'm just going to give a really brief synopsis of those things now. Kramer says that they are making Kramer Academy courses for free online for integrators. They announced this week that it's making all of those uh, Academy courses free until further notice. That move is going to allow, you know, integration firms to, to learn on demand anytime, you know, with interactive desktop and mobile options to earn Avixa CTS renewal units. And, and that's pretty valuable right now to integrators. Userful, uh, the video wall company has launched a virtual display solution for emergency operation centers. So, uh, their emergency operation center. Solution supports uh, remote workers who are allowing you know cross-site and cross-departmental collaboration with like a virtual video wall, and that's capable of sharing secure data, KPIs, critical visual information uh, in real time onto any display. Harman joins Kramer in uh, announcing some free access to uh, their Harman Pro University Learning Sessions. So similar to Kramer's thing, they announced this week that their new learning sessions. Uh, is like an e-learning program that they offer for free right now in conjunction with uh, Harman Pro University. These are like a live workshop series and providing you know, a range of on-demand and instructor-led webinars hosted by um, some of their, their leading experts from around the world. If you want to read the full AB News to Know, you can find it on commercialintegrator.com at any time. It's the April 3rd edition. Okay, now I'll leave you with my conversation with Ari Fuchs of the DAC Group. You would call it an economic reckoning that you're predicting uh, that will follow the, the COVID outbreak. Ari, um, you know, economic trends are often really difficult to predict, but, you know, I wanted to get your sort of, your sort of forecast for what you think a post-COVID world is going to look like and then, you know, what the pro-AV world might look like specifically when this starts to, to settle down. Sure, sure. I mean, I think I think to a large extent, uh,
1: you know, we're clearly in challenging times, and I think, you know, the decisions that businesses make across the spectrum, whether it's the broader economy or even within the AV industry, are going to determine the success and the viability of their businesses, you know, in the post-COVID era. you know, there's no doubt in my mind today, I and mean, we represent businesses across a you know, wide variety of industries. Um, obviously, among those is, you know, pro-AV integrators, manufacturers, distributors. So we have a good sense of the industry. But I would tell you that, you know, across the spectrum, there are businesses that are doing uh, incredibly well. Uh, certainly businesses in the food and agriculture space are doing well. Businesses in communication are doing well. Uh, and there are businesses that are perhaps not doing as well. And I think you know the key theme is is the decisions that you make today, or or don't make today, for that matter, are going to impact the economic viability of your business. Um, you know, I, I think broader market. Um, you know, when when the market does return, uh, and it's not obviously it's it's a question of when, not if, because we know that you know we will come out of this. This this too shall pass. Um, you know the marketplace will be different. Um, you know, I think the consumer is going to be very different. Uh, there will be cautious optimism on the part of consumers. Um, I think it's going to be a slow growth marketplace, um, mm-hmm. not too dissimilar from what we had really in the past, but I think it's going to be, it's going to be far more uh, amplified in terms of the slow growth. I think, you know, there are going to be, uh, unfortunately, there are going to be casualties, um, in the marketplace, there will be businesses that uh, will have a very difficult time making making it through. And we'll, I mean, perhaps we'll talk about some of those reasons and what what business owners can do today to perhaps reduce that you know the likelihood of that possibility. Uh, and there are going to be companies that are going to thrive through it because you know they've taken the the right measures and they've taken you know, decisive action uh, early on. Um, I, I think, as far as the AV industry is concerned, yeah. To me, I think the AV you know comes out of this. Uh, you know, in some sort of a positive, and I'm you know optimistic about how the industry comes out of this because I think one of the things that we've learned uh, is that you know the the importance of the importance of unified communication, the importance of video collaboration, particularly in this marketplace. I think you know has has absolutely been underscored, and I think listen, face to face interactions won't disappear, um, but I think they're going to be reduced. I think you know telecommuting, the work from home, that is going to increase, uh, and that is going to you know create certain types of demand for the pro AV and integration space, which I think you know we've been seeing to date. I think we're going to see more of when we come out of this. Um, you know, in the immediate near term, I will tell you that you know all the the, the pent up demand. I mean, obviously, integrators now don't necessarily have access to uh, to their customers' premise. So there is going to be some sort of a snapback um, as far as activity goes in the in the integration space, but I think that's the, the snapback is going to be different. Um, you know, we're certainly hearing you know, rumors of uh, of reductions in force among many integrators. Uh, I think integrators are perhaps going to be less likely to bring people back uh, out of fear of um, you know just the general corporate burden of of benefits and payroll. Uh, and I think you know we might see uh, the increase in use of outsourced services. Um, so, you know, outsourced labor is going to, I think, in my view, going to be um, you know, I don't want to say front and center, but is going to play a much more active role than I think they have in the past because of inter- integrators' um, you know desire to kind of flex up and flex down their workforce with uh, with with project flux. Um, but I, I think overall the, the AV industry is, is positioned to, uh, you know, to continue to take advantage of the trends that we've been seeing. I don't think those trends are, are stopping. I think they're going to continue or they I think they're going to continue with vigor. Um, and it's just a question of how integrators respond to it. And I think the, the landscape is going to be a little bit different. And I think the response is going to be a little bit different.
0: Well, so speaking of the, that kind of response, um, what, in your view, is the best thing, or some of the best things that integrators can do right now, especially if their businesses qualify as sort of small or medium sized, uh, and they don't have as much, um, you know, built-in stability as you know a, a very large firm might? Uh, what are some of the things that you would recommend they do right now, and and, and if there are any long-term strategies uh, to take advantage of the things that you just mentioned that you predict will be you know front and center uh, post uh, post the COVID outbreak?
1: I, mean, I think in, in the near term uh, in the very near term uh, and again I, I'm by no means an expert but I think the cares act is going to provide um, financial liquidity to uh, to small and medium-sized businesses that focus on the integration space uh, and I think it's critical that you know, you know folks listening to this um, really speak to their uh, you know to their lawyers to their accounting firms uh, you know, there's been a tremendous amount of literature and guidance is slowly starting to, 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 to come out, out of the Small Business Administration that is going to give a vital lifeline to uh, to small businesses, particularly in this sector. Um, I think, you know, bigger picture and, and bigger picture, I mean, I think liquidity management is going to be critical. Uh, and what that means is that, you know, we're in a we're in a new era. This is a new normal where cash is king and the ability and desire to focus your business and understand which segments of your business generate cash and which segments of your business consume cash. Uh, so focusing on, on generating positive cash flow, uh, on directing resources uh, to strengthen those parts of the business, while at the same point, you know, reducing costs to the extent possible. Um, you know, I think there, there are going to be opportunities to uh, perhaps renegotiate leases with landlords. Uh, there are going to be the possibility of renegotiating contracts with uh, with manufacturers or with distributors because nobody wants to see number one, landlords do not want to see their buildings empty, and number two, uh, manufacturers and distributors want to ensure the flow of goods. Um, so I think that is, I think that is critical. Um, and I think, you know, there are going to be some very difficult choices to make as far as reductions in force code. Um And I think, you know, the, you know, those types of decisions need to be made swiftly, um, you know, need to be made decisively. And, you know, those are the types of actions that are going to preserve cash in the near term. And that is critical. Uh, and I think, you know, taking that just a step further, the theme around, you know, forecasting uh, and listen, businesses, you know, I, you know, everybody kind of sort of has their own way of forecasting. And I don't think, you know, this needs to be a complicated exercise. Certainly, you know, there are groups out there, you know, that can help and advise. But I think thinking about and, and, and determining sort of what are the possible scenarios that your business might be faced with. Um, you know, is it, you know, customer demand? Obviously, now we're in a situation where, uh, you know, projects are, most projects are at a standstill. Um, that's going to impact your billing. That's going to impact your cash flow. Um, you know, if you're, you know, God forbid your workforce gets sick, what does that do? Uh, what does that do to your business? How will that impact your operations? Um, you know, again, what it has to do with supply availability, you know, are you able, will you be able to, uh, when the market does come back on- online, will you be able to have access to the products and, and solutions that your customers need in order to, you know, to execute projects you've been, uh, that you've been contracted for. So being able to kind of stress test your cash flow model to understand, well, hey, I, I might have you know, status quo might look like this, you know, best case scenario might look a little bit better. What is the worst case scenario? Being able to plan for that is going to be critical for business owners. Um, you know, into you know, into the next uh, you know, the next six to eight weeks, and perhaps even longer.